I'm Josh Cooperman, and this is Convo by Design with another story about sublime design. And in this episode, you are going to hear from Heather Humphrey, principal designer of Park City, Utah, and Big Sky, Montana-based interior and furniture design company, Alder and Tweed. <laughs> Heather and Reed Humphrey have created a firm that designs both distinct luxury homes and distinct luxury furnishings, making them a unique brand. Heather and I talk about their projects. So per usual, please go to the show notes and click on the link to their projects, if so inclined, and follow along as Heather walks us through some of their more extraordinary work. Of note, Alderon Tweed as a firm, has been fashioned as, quote, curators of the luxury home, away from home experience, end quote. And the branding is spot on. And by specializing in the secondary home market, they're working in some of the world's most amazing locations. And you're going to hear the whole story right after this. I consider myself so incredibly fortunate to be working with some of the amazing partners and sponsors on Convo by Design. Thermosol, the presenting sponsor of Convo by Design. I've been, I've been working with this, with this amazing group of people for over four years, and it's really amazing. I was recently out at the Round Rock, Texas facilities for the 65th annual celebration and had a chance to sit down with Mitch Altman, third generation president and CEO of the company. I also had a chance to sit down with Murray Altman, who's the second generation CEO and president of the company. And I am telling you, what makes Thermosol so special is the people and the technology and the manner in which they approach the business. If you're a designer and you you aren't adding steam uh, and sauna to a luxury bathroom, can you really call it luxury? They've been the industry leader in steam bath equipment and technology since 1958. They have an in-house engineering team that constantly and consistently works to better the product. They don't, as you will hear, um, I had a chance to interview Mitch again uh, for the show. The last time he was on was episode 271. So it was definitely time for him and I to, to catch up again. And he told the story of how the company was, was founded and started. Every steam generator is hand inspected before it leaves the factory. I, I don't know of another company that does that. They put such pride into the product and the workmanship and the craftsmanship of the product that when you go into your steam shower, it is going to deliver precise, reliable results every single time. And that's what you can count on with Thermosol. And there's a lifetime warranty to back it up. So there's no risk, only reward. It's amazing. Their technological marvels like intelligent showering systems and sound therapy, aromatherapy, the, the technical interfaces, and more, all through Thermosol. So check them out, thermosol.com or at Thermosol uh, on the socials. Check the show notes for links to the website. Or if you have a question about the product, e- email me and I will tell you what I think. Convo by design at outlook.com. I get that all the time. And that is like the first thing that that people will say is, well, that's okay because you're going to edit this. It's like, yeah, no, I don't. I don't. I I don't edit. 
I don't edit for the for the for the goodies. And the reason why okay. I don't the reason why I don't do that yeah. is the same reason why a, a designer would go to all the trouble to to craft a design and to to make it unique and special and and individual for for that particular family or circumstance and then come in afterwards and say oh you know what these are the really popular things so we're just going to put that there oh i get that, that i feel sense. i feel like a good conversation is more valuable especially these days than than ever before because everything is is in such short durations of time do you know what i mean yeah instead of snippets it feels more natural right and yeah. then I, you yeah. get more authenticity that yeah. way yeah which is important in your world and mine yeah well and there's also like there's a direction that i certainly want to go okay. um you know i do i do a fair amount of of research and recon on my guests and there's a reason why i wanted to have you on and i want to i want to start with yeah the the firm itself. So you and Reed, when, when did you start the firm and, and why? It's very interesting because oftentimes you'll have an individual who will say, this is what I want to do. Uh, you go to school for it, yeah. or you do an internship for it, or you, you, you go the, the mentorship and apprentice route and you work in another firm and then you're good. You hang your own shingle, you go do your own thing. But a husband wife team is actually unique. we're siblings oh you're siblings okay sorry but sorry 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 everybody does that everybody thinks it do you know I'm what's like, funny i got myself a, a really great younger husband then because... well do you know what the, it, it's funny because i don't judge i and that's where no. it should be but it when i was reading the bio and all the all the recon i've done maybe i totally missed that but um that's okay so, okay so good thank you so even better Sibling, so as you guys are growing up, is yes. this something? Is this something that you knew you wanted you wanted to do? Um, when did this happen? Well, okay, a couple of things. So we grew up around a family business. Um, my dad always knew he wanted to start his own thing. He actually he didn't, you know, he kind of came from. He knew that it, whatever he was going to do, he had to build himself. He didn't come from any means. Um, and so at some point he knew he loved mm. business, um, and he knew he wanted, he would want to start something. So when I was very young, cause I'm the oldest, um, in my family of four. And when I was very young, he, we moved to California where his family was at the time. And, um, we had, our connections were more out West and he, um, started a business and we watched it evolve and what it started with and what it ended with were two very different things. But eventually he, you know, and I think that's what it is with entrepreneurship. That will also happen to be our story. You kind of follow opportunity and that might not be um, what you think when you start, where you, where you, where you evolve to might be very different and you have to be open to it. So um, anyway, he kind of started out in some seasonal products. He's, well, actually sportswear. He did some jogging type things, safety things. He did, um, you know, moved on to like, um, like seasonal type things. And then eventually he kind of brought in and was helping someone that he knew source because he had a lot of connections to Asia. 
and source lighting, outdoor lighting. So as that, that kind of took off and grew and morphed and they did it for a lot of home centers and that moved into indoor lighting for home, major home centers and a lamp program. And they did everything from Pottery Barn to Neiman Marcus, private label to Lowe's and Walmart. So that is kind of where he, his business were, really grew and ended up being where he kind of focused and so we grew up around that. We grew up watching them develop products and come up with new things and interesting things in kind of a similar industry, lighting. I mean, lighting can be the jewelry in the home. It can be very, you know, add the most beautiful touches. And um, so we, we grew up around that. And I think we, because of that, all of my siblings are entrepreneurs um, and we determined that that was something we wanted to do and something we wanted to kind of do together. So um, what I would say is when we started this business together, it was a retail business. It had retail. We started a couple of stores, home stores, furniture stores. We sourced furniture. We had some developed overseas. We also like to design. We always have. So we kind of took and thought, you know, took and, and sourced pieces overseas and looked at things in other countries and we're like, well, what if we did this and kind of started designing our own things and had these little boutiques. Um, and we had them during uh, the kind of, you know, 2008, I, you know, probably a few years earlier than that, but the economy, we weathered an economy that was not great. Um, and we were little stores competing with big box. So one of the things we did early on was like, you know what, we wanted to offer full design services and we brought, we were very adept at that. I think my sister and I have a great sense for that. And then we also brought in people, other people who did, and we would offer so that we could sell a full design concept rather than just a dining table or a sofa. And that's kind of how we, um, how we kind of like made ourselves different from your big box retailer. That's kind of how we started. So from there, we, um, as we kind of went along and we found it very difficult to still compete against big box, even with our niche, we decided at some point we, we had one store in Salt Lake city and we were working with developers in Park City. And those developers were kind of like trying to sell out of the things they were doing because the economy was not doing well. So we worked with a few different projects, um, high-end condo units, residential. We um, did models for them. We did packages for clients who bought. And we said, at some point, we're like, you know what? There is a whole business here. So we're going to kind of morph that direction. We're going to get rid of um, a lot of the things that are cumbersome about retail. <laughs> and we're going to open up our little office in Park City. We're going to move our shingle to Park City and we're going to see what happens. And it kind of organically developed from there. I mean, I feel like having grown up around these things, we were kind of smart and scrappy and innovative and not tied to any one thing. So it wasn't hard to do. It was just a risk. And so that's kind of how we started doing full design. We knew at the time because of what we were doing, we wanted to target and where we started um, people's second homes and vacation homes and kind of creating 
those spaces for them to kind of get away and relax and enjoy, you know, outside of everyday life. What was your experience like when the pandemic started? And let me kind of frame this a little bit. Okay. So specializing in second homes. Yep. I don't as specializing, you know, I mean, it's such a, a nuanced idea, but second homes, mm-hmm. Montana, Utah, right? People are now, this thing happens and people are absolutely flooding to, to these markets in particular. Second homes became first and primary homes. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, there's a whole influx of people who are purchasing second homes and making these second homes their primary or first homes. What what did that do to the business in real time as you're trying to figure out how to deal with it yourself? Uh, well, I mean, you as everybody learned in that during the pandemic, you have to adapt, right? Yeah. And in order to be successful and survive, you have to adapt. Interestingly enough, as the design world saw it for, for one reason or another, it kind of blew up, right? The design world blew up. It absolutely, um, you know, the work was just endless. And, you know, we've all, we, we had done well. I mean, we had established ourselves prior to that and we're doing quite well and we're very comfortable. And then the pandemic hits and then you're kind of like on your heels for a bit being like, oh, nervous. What is this going to be? And then all of a sudden everything just blew up in design and building and like, so it was really interesting. I think what you're right, a lot of our clients did because they were, a lot of them were in ma- major metropolitan areas to start with. When they didn't know what it was going to look like, they did start kind of moving out and fleeing to some of the more remote areas. Cause we do specialize. I mean, we do homes everywhere, but we specialize in, we started in and have really grown in these mountain areas that are smaller and that feel maybe a little bit like I have more space and it's a little safer for me to be there in the midst of when we didn't know what COVID was. So um, I think that, I think that also for clients, people who maybe had enjoyed that lifestyle, but weren't quite, you know, enjoyed it to recreate like you said, started looking at it as maybe I want to shift and get out of, you know, the city and all of these people. And, and I think as they kind of spent more time in these homes, A, they saw more things they wanted to do. They, you know, renovation wise, or they really wanted to focus on, you know, I think we, we really work at trying to make these homes feel like they're home away from home, making them comfortable and beautiful, but um, very style driven. We, we do very high end projects where we're at. Um, but I think there was just an additional um, probably focus on making them even more homey. And, and I think they wanted to work on, you know, home offices were also a thing that all of a sudden it's like, okay, Let's take and like make a cooler home office. Let's make these home office spaces more comfortable. Let's, you know, um, and then renovating. I think people saw, you know, if we had worked with clients that had done something that we've, they've been clients for years and all of a sudden they see, hey, I kind of want to tweak this because I think I'm going to spend more time here because a lot of our clients really have decided to spend a lot more time in these areas because now we know we can work variety of ways remotely. 
Um, for us, I would say on our side, one of the interesting things I'm going to say about us is that we've always tried to be innovative. So being that we've been in this second home market and our clients aren't right where we are all the time when we're looking over these builds and we're working on these projects, we have always like, we actually started working remotely with our clients for years. Um, either via conference calls, Zooms, kind of doing those things um, uh, as we run through furniture or we run through specific details of the home for um, for like finishes and things like that. So we have always kind of like at certain points, we've been used to that. Our clients are very busy. They're business people. You know, they've got a lot going on. They've got demanding schedules. So we have made it the process very easy to create a really beautiful result in their home, but to really be efficient with their time, to work with them where they're at. We would also travel out to them with materials, you know, hundred suitcases with hundreds of pounds full of tile and, you know, or just fabrics and things to at a certain point in time. Okay, let's look at these up close or sending them to them. So we have always been very innovative in how we work with those people, understanding that their time is a premium. And when they come out to where we're at, all they want to do is enjoy. They want to get on the slopes. They want to get outside. So I don't know if that totally answers it. It leads me, it. it leads me to another question. Yeah. Which is, talk to me about this, this remote versus virtual design, which is, one of these things where, especially where you are, because look, I mean, getting snowed in is a real thing. That yeah. is a, that is a, or snowed out is a, is a real part of, of your business and what you do. And sometimes it's, it's not dissimilar at all. I've spoken to creatives, designers, architects who work in the Bahamas and work in the U S Virgin islands. And, you know, sometimes if there's a hurricane approaching or one that's clearing out or there's weather, uh, uh, you know, different kind of weather, or there's, just look, the home, the one Home Depot on the island didn't get a shipment for whatever reason. Right. So your stuff didn't get here. It happens. Yep. But I'm, I'm curious how, because it seems like you are on the front end of this and we talk about innovation. There's a couple of things there to unpack. One, relationships with vendors, suppliers, and showrooms. Mm -hmm. and, and two, as kind of a tangent off of that, this idea of of samples and product and look i mean honestly traveling around with suitcases full of tile samples is is not is not an efficient use of 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 time or human resource but there doesn't seem to be a much a better way, which kind of surprises me. There should be a way in a dig digital age like we have now. And I get it. You know, I'm looking at my monitor. Yeah. And, and colors are different. You know, you can't really tell size and, and total shape and scope and how something would fit in a room. I, I totally get that. You certainly can't do a sit test via computer yet. No. But how do you approach that? And how have you kind of worked around it? And why, why, what is the optimal solution for someone like you and, and your firm, the size that your firm is, to sort of handle sampling and getting product in the hands of your designers when you need it? Um, well, uh, 
first of all, we have show like in our showrooms, we have endless memos and like smaller samples. We have, you know, endless fabrics. I, I only wish I have enough room if I had enough room. If there's one thing about like design, it's like you can all, you ha can have more space and you can fill it. So, you know, we have most of the resources um, because we do a lot of meetings like with our clients at pivotal points in our showrooms, like um, reviewing, you know, maybe the room by room that shows all of the finishes for the new build or, or aspects of that because it's hard to do in one day. Um, making selections or reviewing finish it, furniture that we've decided on and pairing those things with fabrics. It is tricky. Um, a lot of times it, you know, at certain points we'll have our clients, you know, they'll, they'll meet with us if they're out and they have time. At other points, we take smaller memos and we've really like, it's usually points where, you know, most things have been decided or we, we have that direction nailed down. So we're not taking a plethora and in design, like you, you work with the client and you determine, you know, kind of how they want to live, what they see as beautiful, their lifestyle, um, what they enjoy. And what you're really looking to do is elevate that in their surroundings and create an experience that is, you know, that, that is serene and that they can get away to that is a real joy. I mean, that's what we do with design in design. We create joy. Um, and so what we try to do is like at those points, we've kind of scaled down. We've narrowed the scope. We're not saying, hey, do you like this, Tyler, or this? We might have some backup options. So we've tried to narrow in. But in truth, there are times that it does take a 200-pound suitcase or there are times that I have to take you know, and what we'll do is we'll curate all those samples for them, either out of our showroom in smaller size and label them all, have that all laid out according to a presentation that we've also like we've emailed them and we've paired it together and we go through all of those things. And if that's the best way, but we're willing to and always do just come out to them and be in there. And, and, and that actually is very informative to come out to them if especially if they have us in their homes, it's, you can understand their environment more. And, and it's really about understanding your, your client, you know, and really knowing them and building the relationship that builds great design too, because design is, yes, there are so many cool things you can do in design, but ultimately, you know, what you're doing is you're, you're creating something for that client that's unique and individual to them and should be something that they feel at home in. And, and that should be the goal in, in residential design. I feel like I think we can do cool and edgy. And a lot of times, one of the reasons why we do say second homes and why I think that's even really more fun um, is that we clients are a lot of clients are willing to be a little, little bolder and edgier and take a risk too. So that's, that's fun as well. Like do some things that they, that they really enjoy that they've been drawn to, but maybe haven't thought about putting in their, their first homes. And then a lot of times our clients, we will morph into first homes and that's a little bit of a different process, but then they feel like, and they've really enjoyed working with us. They, they know that we know them because I really invest in trying to know the people that I work with and enjoy them and enjoy their lives, not outside of even, um, 
outside of even the design process, you know, just, just really understand and, and build friendships and relationships. Is there, is there a, um, I don't want to boil it down and simplify the design process to, to yeah. a list. I, I really don't, but I am curious if you have found that in this concept, in this idea of a second home in something, yep. and, and we're going to, we're going to look at some of your projects in, in a little bit too. And, okay. and so I've been studying a lot of them and, you know, project after project, I'm looking out of these from a great room out of these floor to ceiling windows on, yeah, on the slopes and looking at the mountains. And it's a different idea. You're, you're almost, I don't, in a, in a second home like this, you're almost a set decorator. You're, you're almost, you're almost, a, yeah. it, the story definitely changed. What does the story say in homes like these? Like what are, what are must-haves? What are what are these clients asking for in the second home that maybe, and it's not a financial issue, clearly, but maybe it's just something that they want in a second home that they don't have in the first for whatever reason. What are they asking for that you're that that may be new to you? Or or at least um, consistent. Yeah. First of all, it's all about the scenery. I mean, a lot of these, a lot of our clients are working in beautiful homes, but in more compact areas. And as you can tell in looking at, you know, some of these projects, it is all about the ceiling, the, or the, the scenery, the floor to ceiling windows. It is all about really embracing the mountains. So um, I think everything is letting that be your backdrop and really designing around the natural beauty that's already there. Um, I would say that is absolutely a must because all of our, I would say the most captivating things about our project is the way that we embrace that, that scenery, the, those incredible views being nestled in these mountains. And I think people are really wanting to, to feel like they're there and, so what better than to kind of surround it by windows and have as much glass as possible. And um, I think that that's really a lot of also, I mean, it, it, the must is cozy. And I think the must, I, even coming out of the pandemic, but even more so for a vacation home where you just want to feel like it's a retreat is making things cozy, really comfortable, you know, furniture, soft fabrics, um, um, beautiful texture. Um, I think cozy is, is a huge one. Um, I think that, um, taking materials and, and I, I know that we've, you know, you know, this is one of the things that they, it has kind of been out there, but there is more of a hyper focus on bringing the outdoors in obviously than in a major metropolitan area, you know, there's like, you know, in your woods, in your textures, in, in kind of like doing, you know, some live edge things, doing some things that really um, highlight what you're going out into and where, where that home is, if it's a mountain home. I mean, we've done beach too. So I think it, it, it really is in these second homes, embracing the atmosphere that they're in and taking all the little details and make sure making sure that they they kind of en enhance and suggest and allude to that magnificent destination you happen to be in you're listening to my conversation with heather humphrey of alder and tweed 
We'll be right back. Design Hardware's newly remodeled showroom is where you will find a gallery-style space with a thoughtful display of products, purposefully positioned to allow unbridled exploration and discovery. High-end faucets, luxury tile, natural stone, wood floors, and bespoke hardware selections are presented in a holistic manner, strategically arranged to stimulate creativity and transition your vision from the conceptual stage to a fully realized space. Conveniently located, free parking available, stop by to find your inspiration, collect samples, get expert advice, and tackle everything on your shopping list all in one place. Visit them online at designhardware.com or in the real world, 6053 West 3rd Street in Los Angeles. It's just, it's so fascinating for me too. Do you find that, are the majority of the projects you're working on, are they, are they new build or are they renovation? Oh, we've got such a mix. Um... Yeah, maybe more new build than renovation, but we've got a real mix here. You know, I mean, I was just in a project yesterday. Amazing. Like it was probably built in the early 2000s, a literal log cabin, so rustic and cool and woodsy. And we, um, in working with, so, you know, one of our you know, we have a team of, of senior designers and this senior designer that we kind of put on this job that kind of oversaw it. Um, it, the vibe with the client is very much a, um, kind of a funky vibe. They brought in a lot of modern touches, um, which was really, is really interesting and cool juxtapose, juxtapose, sorry, against this really rustic raw. I mean, all of the walls are reclaimed. Everything is wood. I mean, there's really not a lot of drywall in there. It's all, but it is so cool. And then to have these really interesting, like modern light fixtures and these, you know, this crystal countertop that is illuminated and then bringing in the modern furniture, it is a very interesting vibe and it's it's cool though it's very much and this actually they decided to make it their primary home so so then they turned it into that but it's it's you know i think that there's so much creativity you can have but that is one that we really went in and we we embraced the ceilings and the walls and all this really cool rustic mountain montana vibe and then we brought in, you know, all the modern touch touches through the renovation. So I love it. It's really one of the, one of my most favorite things we've done lately. It's very cool because it's just an interesting juxtaposition between mountain and saying, Hey, I can kind of give this not just modern kind of a funky vibe, which I always like things to me, like fresh design, like most things have been done, but fresh design is how you pair things together in a new and interesting way. The way that you do it and pull it together is what offers something fresh. And I think it should always lead the eye around the room and you should always find something new and interesting to look at. I love that. Absolutely true. Do you find that proportions change when you, when you go from, from a primary home to a secondary home, for example, you know, there was this, this overwhelming desire at one point and specifically, you know, where I'm from in the beach communities, 
to to get this because the homes are traditionally smaller to to get this open concept where you can have a kitchen and you just just demo out that wall that opens it to to a living room or a great room or a great space and that opens out until to the outdoors and then you wind up with this big open cavernous space for gathering and entertaining and then you found the generation of the slash the kitchen slash office slash classroom Every slash day. daycare slash yeah and yeah all this all of a sudden this idea of a grand open space doesn't really work it's not that efficient but when you're working on a second home you have opportunities kind of like what you're talking about to innovate and do other things that cater to specific and certain lifestyles you know this idea of second kitchens and a kitchen with a scullery or a, or a kitchen for show and then a dirty working kitchen and then the outdoor kitchen and then a butler's pantry and then a coffee bar and all of these other ideas. I'm just curious if what you're seeing right now in a second home, because I feel like second homes often dictate new trending ideas in primary yeah. homes in the future. What are you seeing? And, and is that, do you find that, idea to be true um i think there's a couple of interesting things i think is um yes there has been you know having open floor plans and open spaces for a long time has been a thing um i do feel like that is adjusting a little bit i'm seeing more people wanting to, as as we're talking about creating this cozy environment and kind of like a cocoon from the world i feel like people are cozying, cozying up. So they don't necessarily want these massive rooms that bleed into each other as much. Yes, having open spaces that feel inviting are great, but I think that they're kind of, a lot of what we're doing is trading them and trying to create cozier nooks and different spaces for different things. So um, there's a little bit more. I'm not saying it's going full towards individual rooms because I don't think it is, but I think there's a real blend there. Um, I think outdoors in is definitely a thing and I think it should be, and it always will be, because I think if we can blend those environment or blend those two and be able to kind of have this nice, you know, nano wall that opens up into the beautiful place you're in, I think that that is definitely here to stay and should, um, I think that, um, um, so, so I feel like like I said, creating cozier is kind of going that way, I think. And people, especially if they're now that they're using their homes more, you know, they're in these second homes more a little bit longer. We are creating kind of office spaces. They may need to get away from their, if they have little ones or whatever, and really kind of go and focus on work. So, so we've created zones like that. So I think it's a blending. I think people do like open, but I also think they want areas to feel cozy or areas that feel more functional, like you said. Um, as far as like kitchens and things, I feel like, yes, the butler's pantry is a very, um, and, and basically the place where you can kind of put all the mess away, <laughs> you know, or, or do the messy things behind behind your kitchen is is definitely a thing and it's actually a fun cool feature too that that we can get creative with and highlight um 
but I think, I think overall people are seeking to feel warmer and cozier in that environment. And now it's moving more towards a dual function and feature as, you know, Hey, if I'm going to be here more, maybe I'm here half the time. So this is also becoming a primary home of sorts. And what do I really need here to make it work for me? Um, so. Yeah. Well, with that, I wanted to actually look at some of the projects and, and for those, yeah. playing the, for those playing the home game, you can go to the website or go to the podcast rather and check out the show notes and there will be a link to Alder and Tweed and you can go look at yeah. the, look at the projects, which um, is, is always fun for me because, you know, for me to have, Oh, and by the way, I wanted to start with, so you can look yeah. at this while I sort of preamble, amble, okay. amble my way into this was a yeah. uh, Five, uh, 5734. Okay. And I, and by the way, I love that you don't use the street names, but, but you actually put a, put a number on each of the projects. It makes it so easy to find and track. I, I love that. But it's this- interesting you say that because we're actually going through, we're, we're redoing, which is, I'm doing some filming things. We are actually redoing our website. Really? Yeah, and you're going to go I to mean, street names now? Uh, no, no, uh, more. Um, themes, but okay. sometimes um, I think that we're we're just we're actually in a few months going to be introducing. You know, we've had our brand the way that it's been for a long time, and we're kind of doing a little bit of a redesign for our brand and website, and doing some fun, cool things. So, anyway, I love that. I think that everyone should do that every now and then. And it's funny, I'm the first one who should actually do that. Like my, my website has been exactly the same for, I want to say eight years and yeah, it, it's good to change things up, but who has the time? I, I think, well, yeah, you're telling me, but I think it's fun. And I think it's always good to be fresh and to look at how you, you can, I, I think we always have to be looking to grow and change and, and push yeah. ourselves. And so, yeah. you know, um, this was a, a good time for us. So anyway, yeah. yeah. I, I, so, go no, ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. 34, is that what yeah, but go, okay. yeah, 57, 34, but yeah, finish the thought, please. No, that's, I just think, like I said, I think we always have to be looking in ways in our business to be innovative and fresh and, what we can do to push ourselves and, and change because we're not in a business that's static. It's always evolving and we have to be open to evolving with it. So, yeah, yeah, no, absolutely true. Uh, I think 5734. Yeah. Is this in Montana or Utah? It's in Montana. Okay. So this is one of the projects where like when, when I saw the, the opening shot for this, yep. ev everything that we've been talking about, mm -hmm. this is what it is. This is the floor yeah. to ceiling. This is looking out onto the mountain. This, this is why you do this. Absolutely. And why so, I love to do it. <laughs> yeah, I bet. So this particular project, was this a, was this a ground up? Yes. It new was, build. It was a new build. Yep. So here's what's here's what I find so interesting about this. Um, it's really interesting to me. So there's two shots, and and here's what's so fun about looking at it this way. Yeah. The way you shoot things is everything, because you can make it look different ways. But when I look at this one shot looking out the window, I see big, I see cavernous, I see like grand, right? Mm -hmm. And and that's that's a feel, that's a vibe. But when you get the the next shot. 
where you're showing sort of how it's being lived in day to day. Yes. It's cozy, it's comfortable, it's functional, and you still get the benefit of that whole grand outdoor experience. You still get to feel it and experience the design itself. And I imagine that that's probably part of the fun is oh, being yeah. able to take these, these two different ideas that don't necessarily play well together in the sandbox and make it work. Yeah, absolutely. I think that, um, yeah, I, this project, first of all, the clients were really fun and you could see that they were really open to pushing boundaries. And yet at the same time, um, you know, they have this funky, fun vibe, which is always fun to work with. Um, and so you'll see elements that you wouldn't necessarily find in a normal mountain home traditionally, or you wouldn't think you would. Right. Um, but at the same time, we really did focus on capturing the outdoors. And it's like I said, it's like kind of like this, this creating, creating cozy zones and kind of a hybrid between open spaces and then creating very functional living and zones for doing different things. So it's very livable. I, I, every time I look at this, I, I just, I love these vaulted ceilings and it's one of my favorite details is kind of this entry into the great room and the really cool beams on the vaulted ceilings and the beautiful kind of more modern chandelier, but still antlers. And it's just a really, it was such a fun project because they were so willing to really like go there and, but it embraces their, their personalities. She is very like, she has a love for kind of like country music and, and things that are like, like country music. And he loves the sleekness. He, he kind of, he loves very masculine, but also loves like this kind of like sleek, Ferrari vibe. So it's kind of like a little bit of a mashup in some places, but I really do feel, and then taking it to the mountains, I really do feel that it expresses their personality and their family and kind of how family oriented they are. Um, so with all of these, their different entertaining areas and, you know, some of the things that, that are really like for their kids. And so it it was it, it was fun. It was really fun. <laughs> Walk me through though one of the one of the through lines that I see in your work yeah. that I love, especially here, is and you talk about the personalities of 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 the 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 inhabitants, but the art and mm -hmm. the mountain art and the and all yep. the cowboy stuff and the antlers and yep. the art, but also working working that that country element into mm -hmm. a sleek vibe that's not easy to do but you've done it masterfully here uh well thank you um yeah you the the one thing that you know you definitely don't want to do is take these mountain homes and make them feel very cliche yeah so, so it is interesting in the way that they you know we you do that with a client this client like i said would embrace modern elements here um, the home has kind of a, I think it's a, a I think it, it's a, a nice balance of mountain, but still modern. 
Um, but then we, we've kind of added, we've pushed them a little bit more, you know, modern with some of the sleeker things like the stone um, around the fireplace and using more marbles, which, and juxtaposed, juxtaposing that against this rough, beautiful, rugged stone of the fireplace. So, I mean, and then I, I just think there are details that you can really focus in on that can allude to mountain without feeling um, necessarily old or antiquated. Like this chandelier is a fresh take on an antler. It's not, it's not a real antler chandelier. It's, it, it's a cast chandelier. That's just really beautiful and clean. But when you look at it, you kind of see antlers, but it feels fresh. Um, the artwork, I mean, the photography in this entry, this beautiful photograph by David Yarrow, who is an amazing photographer, um, he, he does these mountain scenes, but he, he makes them fun and interesting. And it, it's, it's kind of a more contemporary take on it. And if you ever have looked at any of his work, he kind of like, he, he amps it up. Like he, he takes these beautiful scenes. They're usually most of the time black and white, but he gives them an edge and they, they feel, um, edgy and fun, but they still allude to this mountain, you know, cowboy thing. These clients, like I said, she really loves country music and cowboys. So we even, I mean, they built, they wanted to put in a karaoke stage, which you can kind of see in one of the photos because they, with cowboy hats that they could put on and dress up and really get out and sing. And, and so we embrace the vibe and, you know, um, other touches like kind of the Elvis Andy Warhol print that we use kind of embraces that vibe too but kind of gives it more of that um kind of like that artistic funky you know twist to to this house i mean they really i mean this is one where they really kind of took it there we took it with them kind of their way for their personality um but still let it feel like this mountain home. And, and I think the key to that was embracing the landscape. Well, and, and let's talk about that landscape for a minute. Going to the featured ensuite here, you, uh -huh. have, this, you have this bedroom, which is just amazing. But it also features all of the elements that you're talking about. This is, you know, the, the, the bedroom itself is, is not mountainy at all. You have an, you have the outdoor seating, you have the vaulted ceilings, you have a, a ton of glass, which you, you get to take everything in. You yep. have an, you have this outdoor indoor vibe, you know, it's cold because you got the snow, but you, you still, it feels cozy, comfortable. And then you go, you go to the, to the bathroom as well. And you have this opportunity to use more glass in the surround. And then you've got that window over the tub which is just and and while I don't necessarily see it, I can tell from the from the the casement that you also have another window on the other side of the yeah. tub. So you're almost completely outside, but it looks like you also have um, shutters which or rollers which allow for a little bit of privacy, a lot of bit yeah. of privacy if you need it. But yep. it, it does it almost looks like you know unless someone is totally bashful, you're you're not getting a lot of neighbors. No, around here. This is not an not. issue. <laughs> no, I mean, and that's why they, they, that's why they put this home there. You don't have a lot of neighbors. And so, you know, privacy is not as much of an issue, 
these houses are a little more spread out. But like you said, at the end of the day, what we can do with this home, which a lot of the um, furnishings and, and, you know, the like are not necessarily, they're a little more modern and some of them even a little more of a city feel, but really it, the views are the star. That's the real artwork in the house. And that's kind of how we can play off of it um, to really take and still make this feel like a mountain home. Now, I'm going to jump I'm going to jump around a little bit and, in this yeah. and, and I I chose this particular project because there is so much to talk we may run out of time before I have a chance to get to another one but because okay. you you added so much here I just want to jump ahead be, because yeah. the bar yeah. so when I saw I'm thinking red rum red rum red rum I see the shining in this in this bar and <laughs> and in the in the best it's possible in the best possible way. When I see this bar, I'm I'm thinking about The Shining. I, did do you remember that movie? Did you see it? Yes, I do. I okay, do. Okay, that that bar scene. <laughs> no, this is not as grand as the hotel no. bar, but it's it's bold. It it's, is bold. It's 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 red. It is. Here's what's interesting. Lacquered. Too, too. It's highly lacquered too. It is highly. Yet yeah, it is highly lacquered too. Well, I was getting there. But I'm I'm trying to build here because yep. in addition in addition to the color palette, there is also we you had mentioned lighting before. Yeah. What you have done with the lighting, and that's where to me it's it's like set design. What you've done with the lighting here, the lighting scheme in this particular space is just absolutely fascinating to me. Yeah. I, I, walk me through this: the idea for the space, the motivation. This is this is a very specific yeah. oh, it idea. Is. Well, um, like I said, they the clients have, you know, they have these diverse interests. And one of his interests are vintage and cool cars. Um, and so we kind of embrace that by doing something really bold in this bar and making it not just bold in color. Um, kind of like a sleek Ferrari, um, but we really did lacquer it and high gloss it. So it really showed it showed off. Um, and then, you know, we used some lighting, some, you know, some of the architectural lighting around here that is under the bar and around the shelving and to really illuminate and create kind of a beautiful glow to kind of soften that a little bit. And of course, the pendants are a lot more modern, but then the cabinetry style kind of leads a little more tra traditional, but painted painted that way, it definitely like, it, it's definitely a look. Um, and then a lot of the things that we put in the bar, the bar accessories and things, we really kind of like went a little more vintage. Um, the the gun that is hanging at the top is actually a family heirloom of his that he really wanted to have there. So we thought, wow, that's kind of a cool opportunity um, to kind of display this beautiful um, antique um, family heirloom that they have there. So we, we leaned into it because it's something that they loved and he loved. And I, 
I feel like you've got kind of this mashup of, of modern with these very um, vintage touches or, or kind of a more traditional thing. And it really makes it an interesting look and, and, and kind of a, a, a beautiful design that really speaks to the client and it, the things that are important to them and, and that they value. Is the bar on the other side of the room that, that has the pool table? Yes. Uh -huh. Okay. Okay. So you have the bar on one side and then you have this cozy seating area on the other. Yep. With, with that, that, that has a little bit of color, but kind of, you know, kind of like, I would say balances this, you know, bold bar, it kind of softens it. And then you've got on the walls, you've got, you know, the reclaimed wood, which kind of further takes a bar that, that is really bold and, and gives it, you know, more of more of that mountain vibe. And then some of the color kind of goes back to the stage with the curtains. And then we've got, we, we kind of created, and it's hard to see from this picture, but on the, the left hand, left side of that stage, you know, we've got all these fun, colorful cowboy hats, because like I said, they like to dress up and kind of do this karaoke singing. And so we thought, you know what, this would be kind of a really cute art wall, but it's also very or a, a, an art moment. It's decorative, but it's very usable for them. And so, you know, there's some pink and some red cowboy hats and you've got some traditional colors too, like black and brown and cream, but it's just a fun thing for them. And, and again, the bar, it balances a little bit. Yeah. And, and again, as I go through this one particular space, yeah, the, the vignettes that you've established side by side combined with the lighting plan that, that you can actually create into scenes based on whether they're in one space or the other, or in it just play in pool or hanging out. You've, it's always the sum of parts that makes up such a special environment. And I, yeah. I just think that there's so much here. It just is, is perfect. One of the other elements to that I have found and clearly is a through line and consistent in your work is, and, and I guess because they're second mountain homes, this concept of the bunk room, right? Yeah. You've, you've got quite a bunk room here. You've got guests, <laughs> you've got guest rooms, but this yep. bunk room, this bunk room that I'm looking at is just, it's amazing. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, they're young kids. I, I think it's fun kind of above the bunks. We've got this kind of target kind of, um, uh, I would say, the, you know, we've got all these targets placed around kind of to kind of give it interest instead of, you know, we do wallpaper a lot. We do wood. Sometimes we paint the back, but, you know, adjacent to this room, they have a room that where all of these Nerf guns hang so that these kids can play Nerf with their Nerf guns. So we thought that, you know, the target motif was a fun wall decor to bring into their bunk room and, you know, just make it a really fun space. And they really are all about their kids. So it's, it's a, and they've really been thoughtful and, you know, we've worked with them in creating areas that are fun and special for their, for their kids, but also fun and special for the whole family. It really embraces all the personalities of the the family. So it was super fun. And yeah, the, the bunk room has been really fun. And like I said, this, 
the idea when they told us they wanted to do this Nerf room. I mean, we just, we had a, a blast with it and really kind of embraced it and, and played off of it and thought it was a fun opportunity and something their kids are really going to enjoy and love. Yeah, you clearly, you clearly leaned into that. And I, and I love that. Now, backtracking a little more, and yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make an assumption here. And I think it's a fair assumption to make as, as I look at this one image. I'm going to assume that this is her office. Oh, yes. Good assumption. <laughs> yeah, right? What gave you that, what gave you that assumption? When you, described, yeah. when you described him and then you described her, this is the most, okay, so it is, it is the most feminine-leaning office I, I can imagine. But it, it's not, I mean, to be perfectly honest with you, I was going more on your definition of him and why this would not be his then on why it would be hers like i could i could maybe the hello gorgeous neon behind the desk is a is a total giveaway but look i love i love this color palette Mm -hmm. it's not it's pink but it's not over the top pink the the shade that you went with you know against that desk what a what a remarkable space to work and again i'm going to assume that there's you just make the assumption that there's a fantastic view that you played this off against. Yeah. And when you're taking photos of the design, you can't always show just how great the view is, but I'm going to assume that that's off, you know, as you're seated, seated at the desk off to the right, but this is such a comfortable office. It's not overdone. It's not overcomplicated. It's just so sophisticated in its simplicity. Yeah. And it's, it's a space. I do think it's a pink is a hard shade to pick. You know, um, and I think it is, it is a very, it's not overpowering. It's not Barbie doll pink. It's soft, yet it doesn't allude to juvenile. It's just a beautiful space to feel happy in. And I think when I'm kind of getting serious about work, it's nice to kind of have, to feel happy and to kind of have some brightness. And I think it's, you know, and then all of the artwork on the back wall are kind of, we, we selected some vintage photos that kind of there again, lend to this country Western vibe. And then I don't know if you saw it, but then that next photo on the other side is the other side of her office. You're totally yeah. ahead of me. You're totally ahead of me, but I love that. So go with it. So the built-ins, and then we did this wallpaper that's the lips. So, you know, I mean, it's totally just playing off of it. You can kind of see subtly and you can see where the, the window and the views are, but you can see that pink shade on the other side of the built-ins. And it's, you know, then we brought in the red, of course, um, and just really embraced kind of this this vibe and, and went for it. And I think it's a space that, you know, I, I like to create spaces that people will enjoy working in because, you know, work is, I mean, we get paid for it, but it still works sometimes. So I want us to feel happy and, and, and comfortable and really love where you're, you're doing that, you know? You know, what's interesting too, is in this particular space, both sides against each other to, to sort of have this framed Mm -hmm. space. So you've got You've got this pastel, I don't want to call it pastel, but it's a it's a beautiful pink on on mm-hmm. three walls. Then you've got the built-ins on the other side. And it's it's really interesting because of how how you frame the color. 
they really do look like two rooms that that are matched yes. perfectly together in all their differences. But at the same time, you can tell the consistency because of the the chandelier. What's mm -hmm. interesting, the the built-in wall, you've you strategically placed the sconces where you were avail where they where the availability became. But you know what I'm imagining? Okay. I'm imagining her working maybe later at night and I'm assuming that off out in the window, it's going to be pitch black and yes. you've got a desk lamp and then you've got those two sconces providing light on the other side. And again, creating this scene that is conducive for, for being at one in a, in a peaceful environment in, yeah. in an office, which has a very specific purpose, but it, it can also serve as a, as a social area mm -hmm. as well. Again, the the art of the slash. Office, yes. office slash social lounge slash her just sort of private oasis. This isn't an office. This does not look like an office, but it no. is pure, but is purely functional. Yeah, it's functional. And it, you're right. It's not your traditional office, but it it's functional for her. And it also embraces um all of the interesting details and, and, you know, it embraces colors and detail and um, things that she really loves. So we were able to do that all in one space and, and yet it's still a space you can work in, you know, and, you know, cause obviously these primary bedrooms, you know, those are hit, those are usually shared. Um, but in this space, it can be uniquely hers. Well, and it's funny because that was 5734. And like I said, totally yeah. out of time. I I could have gone on for that one. I could have gone on longer. Um, I, I what I love most about that particular project is I think it kind of ties in everything that we had spoken about prior to that. I think that yeah. that really showcases a lot of the things that a lot of the through lines that you incorporate into the work. And I absolutely love it. Thank you for taking the time to do the journey. And thank you. Thank you for taking the time to do this today. I, I loved our thank chat. You. It was fun to chat with you. I'd love to do it again. You know, it's nice to get to know you a little bit. Absolutely. I look forward to seeing, in fact, I'm going to talk to Andrew because I look forward to seeing kind of how the, the Oklahoma, like the whole home progresses. I want to, I want to hear about it. I want to yeah. Yeah. Dialed in please. Absolutely. <laughs> and maybe Absolutely. We, can, we can meet up one of these days, you know, it seems like you go to some of the shows and things. It'd be fun to kind of meet. You in person. We are living in a time of incredible growth both technologically and creatively with respect to interior design, exterior design, and architecture. There is no question. There are companies thinking differently about the business of design and how to make products super serve those for whom they're being made. One of those companies, and one of my favorites, is Moya Living, designer and fabricators of some of the most stunningly beautiful, incredibly durable, and highly functional kitchen bath, and outdoor kitchen cabinetry on the market today. Powder-coated steel with stunning lines, vibrant colors to fit any design style or aesthetic. A history of designing cabinetry for the scientific community. So you know it's been tested in some of the truly the most harsh conditions available. Moya O'Neill is the CEO and founder of Moya Living. She's the inspiration behind the design. Designers, 
Their specification process is so simple. It will make your job so much easier. Check them out online through the socials at Moya Living, their website, moyaliving.com, and in the real world, their live kitchen showroom in Fountain Valley, California. Thank you, Heather, for the time. Exceptional work. Thank you for taking me on this journey through the Rockies and beyond. Thank you to my partners and sponsors, Thermosol, Moya Living, and Design Hardware for your partnership and support. And thank you for taking the time out of your day to listen to the show. I hope this allows you to think about things in new ways as well. Please keep those emails coming, convobydesign at outlook.com with show, uh, show suggestions, guest ideas, or just to say hello. I, I really do love hearing from you. Thanks again. And until next week, be well and take today first.